Welcome to this episode of Chew the Cud. I'm John Houston, Director of Business Services for Protrition Feed. We're glad that you've joined us this evening. I'm happy to introduce our guest this evening, Mr. Todd Steen. Todd is Ruminant Nutritionist for Protrition Feed. We've worked together a long time, and, and Todd has been in this industry, uh, I guess Todd approaching 40 years, close to it. And uh, so uh, we're happy that you've joined us, and we want to spend just a little bit of time talking about uh, feeding sheep and uh, some of the products that uh, the co-op brand has to offer uh, you as you feed your sheep. So Todd, as we think about feeding sheep or any animal, what are some of the things we, we really need to have in mind before we start trying to select a feed? First things first, uh, obviously they are ruminant animals. So one of the first things we want to look at is what's the forage program. Uh, what type of what type of quality uh, of that forage, and then we will match on the basis of that, depending on uh, depending on the protein content. There will dictate to us if we need a feed that has a little bit more protein, or one that where if our forage quality is maybe a little suspect on the energy content, that we might need something that has a little more energy there. So we have multiple products. Also, with uh, the small ruminant animal, we're always uh, interested to make sure we know what the mineral supplementation is, not only from a major mineral mineral perspective, uh, uh, but also from the trace mineral perspective. Uh, you know, when we deal with the the small ruminant, it's copper. You know, do we? You know, where, where is that at? Do we have any antagonists out there in our forage? that uh, uh, are, 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 do our forages have a lot of copper or any of the other supplements that the, the animal may, may be associated with. Uh, the major mineral is very important. We want to make sure we get that balanced, particularly for our weather lambs, particularly for our rams, uh, to make sure that that is perfectly in balance because uh, we don't want to have to predispose the animal to any kind of uh, condition such as urinary calculi or water belly. Some people call it that. So there are things right off the bat that we will want to investigate. So uh, get all that put together and you're a producer. What are some of the things a producer needs to know before they select a feed? If we're going to start with the young lamb, let's start there. Uh, you know, we're going to creep feed that animal. Uh, if, if we're going to creep feed the young the young lamb, we want a good pelleted feed. We don't really want a uh, what I would call a soft pellet. We want one that will stand up to the pressures and uh, that will be clean and free. We also want to consider. Uh, have the community to consider how much that animal is going to eat. Uh, they're probably not going to eat very much right off the bat, so we're going to want to have a feed that's fairly concentrated to meet uh, the animal's requirements. We also might want to think about a, about a, about medication here because of uh, potential for coccidiosis. So we're going to want to make sure that we have uh, something to protect or have that coccidiostat. As the animal grows, and gets larger, then we can move into a product that's less concentrated because the animal obviously is going to have uh, a higher feed intake. So we get to spread uh, that nutrition out over uh, over a, a larger intake. So we can uh, have have one that has a little bit less protein to it. 
We also really still want to consider the medication, particularly the ionophore. We want to consider that not only for coccidiosis prevention and protect, our protection, I should say, but also for, uh, for, for rate of gain, that it will help that aspect of it. And then as we get into finishing the animal, finishing that lamb, then we want something that has plenty of energy that uh, the animal will readily consume. So we'll want to move to a finisher, to grow finish type of a product. Now, if we're looking, if we want to back up a little bit and look at the U, we want to maintain the U in good proper condition. And uh, uh, we'll for sure want to maintain uh, her feed intake as she's in gestation and to supplement that and to get her prepped for the lambing and make sure she is in good shape, but also to help her out uh, when she does uh, lamb and she starts milking heavily. Uh, we're going to want to make sure that we have some kind of a product out there for them. Uh, the the older animal that you uh, can handle different forms. We could have a a pelleted feed. We could have a textured feed. Either way, uh, either which way that uh, you know that you would prefer uh, with that physical form. But we want to make sure that we keep her in good shape and make sure she's got plenty of energy to satisfy lactation and to grow the grow the lambs. Excellent. Well, you know, co-op does have. Uh, a feed for each one of those purposes that you just described, and may, maybe in some cases more than one feed, depending on what situation is on the farm. And I wanted to point out to our viewers this brochure. Now, this brochure is available at your local co-op, and in the brochure, you will find all the co-op brand feeds listed, and a little bit about those feeds, but most importantly is a chart in this brochure that will show you the uh, protein, the fiber, all those energy levels, those type of things uh, in this chart for every feed. So you can more easily pick out the feed that will do the job you need done on the farm. So Todd, I wanna ask you specifically about some of these feeds. First of all, we have what we call an all-purpose feed. Now, where would, where would you use that feed? Well, the all-purpose uh, for maintenance of uh of our breeding stock, they're in good shape and got good forage going to them, but we want to maintain that body condition, be it our rams, be it our, uh, be it our ewes. It could also be some from replacement animals um, that uh, this one particular feed uh, would be able to satisfy the, satisfy the requirements for all of those different, uh, different points of production there. And one thing to note about that feed, though, as far as our audience is concerned, is it is not medicated with an ionophore or a coccidious stats. Correct. And we wouldn't, we would not have the flexibility for it to be an all-purpose because not everywhere would be uh, legal That's for true. that particular medication. Absolutely. So then we have starter feeds and grower feeds. Uh, both. So you talked about creep feeding some of those starter feeds. Uh, we have those available. And then we also have grower feeds that, that are available uh, as well. Uh, and then when we get into some of the ewes, uh, just so that our audience knows, we can, can uh, and do have feeds that have uh, what I will term uh, politely as a prescription drug or one that requires a veterinary uh, feed directive, uh, but sometimes it's important to have a chlorotetracycline in a 
and a feed for the ewes to prevent these early embryonic uh, deaths. So uh, can you explain just a little bit about a feed that would have CTC? We, we would do that, and it would be for specifically for an animal health uh, issue, particularly uh, in those that uh, would be that would be uh, uh, the chlorotetracycline would take care of that threat. Uh, again, as you mentioned, that is a veterinary feed directive that would require that uh, VFD from a local vet to prescribe that. This is a very common level, uh, particularly for, uh, for for U-type diseases that is uh, what would be more randomly, more routinely uh, prescribed by the veterinary that uh, that we do have available, uh, that uh, uh, has been a long-standing uh, uh, feed for us for, for, uh, for uh, getting that accomplished. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to wind up, Todd, just talking a little bit about mineral, whether it's uh, sheep or other livestock. Uh, talk a little bit about the importance of feeding a good mineral as opposed to a trace mineral salt or or one of those type of products, or just a white salt. Uh, but feeding a good mineral and some of the reasons we want to have some organic uh, uh, minerals in, in there. Sure. The the complete mineral would be supplying the major mineral and trace mineral. Major mineral being calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, uh, some of the potassiums, uh, sulfurs, if, 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 if so desired. Trace minerals meaning zinc, manganese, uh, copper, um, cobalt, iodine, uh, those particular uh, types of minerals, selenium, and then also vitamins, vitamin A and D and E. Of course, with the small ruminant, uh, we want to start right off the bat with our vitamin supplementation. We want to make sure we have a full, good, nice complement of vitamin E and selenium because of the potential for white muscle disease uh, that uh, can be associated with the with the small ruminant, but also the package for major mineral and trace mineral because when we supplement that, the animal does have the requirement, and we want to make sure that that animal gets it. If we get our major minerals in particular out of balance, then we have the potential to uh, predispose that animal to issues. We mentioned urinary calculi, but we could also uh, we could also have uh, you know some some down type issues uh, from a tetany perspectives and those kinds of things if we get them all out of whack. So comparing that to the trace mineral salt, all that's giving you basically is salt that uh, has a little bit of trace mineral. That may help you on the selenium aspect, but it will not help you on the vitamin E or on any of the other minerals to keep them in some type of balance. So you're much, much better off to be able to supply the fully fortified, complete mineral as opposed to just offering some dirty salt, which is really all it is. And remember here, when we start talking about white muscle disease and things like that, Selenium is very important in maintaining uh, the the uh, the muscle integrity, but it but vitamin E is required to maintain and hold that selenium in the blood in the bloodstream. So, if we don't supply those two particular nutrients together, then we have less efficacy of being able to uh, 
affect that disease. That's a great point. Uh, Todd, I appreciate you being with us this evening and I appreciate our viewers joining in at this time. And uh, I ask you to join us each month for Chew the Good. And if you have questions about co-op products and co-op fees in particular, please see your folks at your local farmer's co-op. Thank you for joining us.